Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Summers McKay. And I'm Ariel Tianko. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you reader-funded solutions news every single day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and deliver online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy, rainy day at work-worthy podcast. Today is Tuesday, the 26th of April, 2022. Hi. Hello. It's kind of rainy where I am today. How about you? Yeah, same. Um, it was like 27 degrees at one point during the weekend, which is in Canadian uh, <laughs> hot. <laughs> I don't know. It was hot. And the sun was out. 27 Celsius to Fahrenheit is 80 degrees. Okay, yeah. That's so nice. 80 is lovely. Yeah. And now it's rainy and around 13. Ugh. Sorry, I'm in, I'm stuck in Celsius, but it's going to be close to freezing tomorrow. So I'm just all over the place. Okay, close to freezing, but not really because 13 Celsius is 55 Fahrenheit. So it's like you might need an extra sweater. No, but tomorrow it's going to be three degrees. Tomorrow it's going to be three. So that's 37. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Okay. So Canada is just throwing me for a loop. <laughs> Thank goodness for your siblings' wardrobes. I know, right? I have sweaters galore, so. Yeah, you know, I love spring, the erratic nature of it. But so my daughter at her school, you know, last week was Earth Week, and they sang lots of songs about Earth, and they did on Earth Day a butterfly release. But one of my favorite things about this nature school is that instead of rain, rain, go away, they say, rain, rain's here to stay, helping Earth grow each day. And it's the cutest song, and we make up some version of, like, why we love rain. And she and I went for a walk this morning and I've gotten into a routine where like we get up, we have breakfast, and then we take the dog for a walk. It was sort of a little bit rainy this morning when we were getting ready to leave. And she's, that's okay, mommy. We can play in the rain. Denali can walk in the rain. And it was just the cutest thing, like such a different embracing instead of boring rainy day. It's like happy rain. Well, that's kind of on brand. Yeah. (laughs) The positive spin and seeing the solution in rain. (laughs) Exactly. Totally seeing the solution in rain will help those trees that are growing. Mm -hmm. So we are coming up on No Mow May, and I have successfully convinced many of my neighbors. That's amazing. I think some of them are still going to mow like the front part of their lawns. We all have a fair amount of land in the area that we live, and so almost everybody's agreeing not to mow their backyards. And I'm really, really excited. So I'm going to be like spreading seeds and throwing (laughs) flowers and running through and then like probably stepping on more snakes. (laughs) I think this rain and the no mow may, we're really doing our part here in Dripping Springs, Texas. Yeah. (laughs) Boosting biodiversity supporting those pollinators. <laughs> exactly. So I think we're going to have an interview in the upcoming weeks also from a teacher at my daughter's school who is in charge of the garden program. So oh, great! I'm going big for May. Five more days in April or four more days in April and then uh, and then on to May. Yeah. Speaking of news today, though, instead of news in the future, what story did you want to talk about today? Well, I chose a story of hope that kind of highlights how if we put our heads down and do the work, we can be resilient in the face of disaster. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that little intro, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in, yeah? Yeah, go for it. Okay. 
My headline reads, How Fukushima is Rebranding as a Haven for Renewable Energy. Most people will remember the Fukushima nuclear disaster that happened in 2011, and that was kind of caused by the Tohoku earthquake and the tsunami that occurred on the 11th of March, 2011. Mm -hmm. 11 years after the tsunami, the nuclear disaster area is now hosting solar farms and producing green hydrogen and microgrids that are ushering in a new energy future for the region. Total transformation, basically. After the earthquake triggered the tsunami and prompted a meltdown at the Fukushima nuclear station in March 2011, the government, in response, set the 2040 renewable target in a bid to help residents kind of reclaim the place that they used to call home. So thanks to a really hefty financial package from the national government, they've made substantial progress in switching to environment-friendly energy resources. And at the end of 2020, Mm -hmm. Fukushima actually supplied 43% of its energy needs with renewable power sources, almost double of what it was in 2011. Really impressive to kind of like turn that disaster around. And now instead of the nuclear plant, they have solar farms that lie along the tsunami-ravaged coastlines. It kind of speaks to our moment right now where the world kind of feels like chaotic and it seems like, you know, natural disasters are wreaking havoc and also the pandemic has forced us to think of better ways to approach underlying issues in the way that we function. So in this case, they ditched nuclear for renewables. Uh, and even though it was a disaster that pushed that progress forward. Mm-hmm. So this story reminds me a little bit of some of the stories we've written about the areas around Chernobyl, because there were no people there for a long time. They developed into really strong wildlife refuges. Mm-hmm. I was listening to something on NPR this morning that was also talking about that in Korea, the demilitarized zone really has been a major wildlife refuge because there's no people there, right? So I think what's interesting is looking at some of these disaster areas or war-torn areas Mm -hmm. and identifying ways to turn them into something good is really a way to heal after disaster. My heart and mind are in Ukraine right now thinking about all of the destruction and devastation that's there and sort of thinking ahead and when the conflict comes to its end, hopefully soon, yeah, what we can plan to do in the future to help them reclaim their economy and reclaim their country and reclaim, you know, the the space. And so I think investing in green renewables and restoration and and biodiversity in these areas is really, really impressive. So I like this story because it reminds me of all the other places in the world that we need to put this focus as well. Yeah, and so many places these days. <laughs> but there also continue to be bright lights. So my headline is another global bright light that we are happy to see. It reads, over 1 million African children inoculated against malaria. Malaria has long been one of the deadliest diseases in Africa, and fighting it has been a tiring struggle. When the RTSS vaccine came out in 2021, it raised hope for what could be a turning point in the fight against malaria. And for now, it does seem to have had a profound change on the 1 million children inoculated against the disease. Children in Ghana, Kenya, and Malawi have received one or more doses of the RTSS malaria vaccine. That's the million children. And the vaccine has proven safe, easy to administer, and greatly reduces the risk of the extreme fatal cases of malaria. 
The beginning stages of distribution of the RTSS vaccine were under a pilot program from the World Health Organization and have prompted the WHO to recommend an expansion of those vaccination efforts. Uh, If administered successfully to these other highly malaria-affected regions, the World Health estimates that the vaccine could save an additional 40 to 80,000 African children each year. Wow. That's a huge number of children's lives who will be saved. I was debating whether or not I was going to read this quote because I am going to butcher the Director General of the World Health Organization's (laughs) name, but Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus is quoted as saying, as a malaria researcher in my early career, I dreamed of the day when we would have an effective vaccine against this devastating disease. This vaccine is not just a scientific breakthrough. It is life-changing for families across Africa. It demonstrates the power of science and innovation for health. Even so, there is an urgent need to develop even more tools to save lives. So what are the other tools? RTSS broke the ground in the vaccines. There's also another vaccine in development using the same mRNA technology, which has been used in other vaccines for current pandemics. The World Health Organization is also waiting on findings on new vectors for controlling the spread of malaria, such as insecticide-treated nets, spatial mosquito repellents, gene-driven approaches, and sugar baits designed to attract and kill mosquitoes. Should any of those prove to be particularly effective, they're all going to be used together. So it is not just a single strategy of vaccination, but a comprehensive strategy to take down the deadliest of diseases for children in Africa. I love this story. I obviously love kids. I think kids should be healthy. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably a good thing. (laughs) We're kind of against the mosquitoes as well. (laughs) Don't super love mosquitoes, even though I'm a birds, bees, and bugs thing. I don't get why mosquitoes exist. Anyway, we don't need mosquitoes. Every day I put on all these like anti-bug, we have the um, bug spray stickers, which are basically like little citronella stickers that I put on my daughter's clothing when she goes to school and the school spraying everybody with bug spray because the kids are all getting bitten because it's that time of year. And I just think about like, I think of mosquitoes as an annoyance, right? I think of the mosquitoes as they're going to make my daughter itch. But to be a parent who thinks of mosquitoes as potentially killing their children, that is just so devastating. And it's it's just so meaningful that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If they need anyone to test out the insecticide-treated nets, I would be down to try those out. A huge fan. Amsterdam mosquitoes are pretty brutal. <laughs> what if you sprayed your mosquito net with bug spray? Yeah, maybe I'll try that. That will be like my home DIY insecticide treated net. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Anything else on today's uh, headlines on the optimistdaily.com? Yes, ma'am. There are indeed. Could tidal energy be the new wave of renewables? Why do we stick our tongue out in concentration? Do you do that? I think I do. I don't know if I do. I don't know. Practice mindful listening to get the most out of your conversations. And transforming migrant rhetoric is a key in preventing genocides. What else? The U.S. moves to protect old growth forests. There's a study that confirms you slow degenerative aging by picking up the pace. It must be about like mall walkers or something, you know, power walking groups. Totally. (laughs) That's awesome. Five rules that will make you a better recycler. 
And last but not least, beat procrastination and feel good at work with this mental habit. Oh, luckily I already feel good at work. How about you? (laughs) I feel great at work, but I will freely admit that on a rainy day, I kind of am like, I don't really want to work. Yeah, it's kind of cuddle weather, go take a nap weather. Exactly. It's definitely take a nap weather, but we're still going to work and we're going to have a great day and we're going to find more solutions. And we promise we will do what we do here at The Optimist Daily. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, consider becoming an emissary. And perhaps more importantly, know that we are reader funded and reader supported. And to support us for free, you can share us on socials, forward a story to a friend. And make sure to leave us positive reviews for our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be part of the solution-changing consciousness and addressing our world's biggest challenges with a problem-solving mindset. Let's keep the Optimist Daily free to all who need it, supported by those who can. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with more solutions.